Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases, they're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayo Day. Let me talk. No. I will, I will let you talk. Kayo Day. Kayo Day. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayo Day. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, 39 confirmed COVID cases yesterday. Lagos has the most cases yet again, so Biko be taking all of your precautions. Huh? Um, have you gotten your second shot? Have you? I have. Remember, I showed you yesterday on our live stream when I was getting my second dose. Um, government is saying that a lot of you who got the first shot have missed your appointments for the second. I don't know why. What's the problem? Remember, the vaccine cannot work at full potential until you get the second shot. So, Edjo, go and get it. eh? And until you get both, keep taking your precautions. Don't go out unless you can't avoid going out. And when you do go out, wear your mask, maintain your distance from people, wash your hands, sanitize your hands as frequently as possible. Let's keep each other safe. Let's keep ourselves safe. And thank you to all one million of you for tuning into the show today. Um, one million Lagosians cannot be wrong. They come here every single day for hard facts. But they can get COVID if you don't get vaccinated. <laughs> But that's not the only hard fact you'll get from me today. We'll start with the big three. Let's talk about the Lagos State Government saying that... um most casualties at Lekki Tollgate were from stampede and machete attacks. Then, let's talk about Lai Mohammed defending the Twitter ban at the House of Reps. And then, let's talk about Senate President Lawan saying that the leaking National Assembly roof is proof that they need more money for renovation. There's no glass ceiling today. I know, I know. But there's Euro 2020. So that means that there's also no Balogun abroad. But we've got the best sports gang in the country right here on 99.3 Nigeria Info. So stick around for Euro 2020 coverage. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, in the meantime, let's dive right into the big three, shall we? The big three. On the hard facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. Who caused the stampede during the Lekki shooting and should they not be liable? Has the impact of the Twitter ban on business been good for the nation? 
and is the leaking National Assembly roof evidence of corruption or the need for more funds? Those are your big three, Lagos. Let's get into the stories, shall we? Um, our first story is about the events at the Lekki Tollgate on October 20th of last year. As you know, the Lagos NSARS panel is also investigating the Lekki Tollgate shooting. And now they've heard from the state government. The head of service, Hakim Muriokuola, testified yesterday. And he said the government believes that most of the casualties on that night were from a stampede. So basically, the government is claiming that the protesters trampled on each other while fleeing the toll gate. He also said at least one person from that night had injuries from a machete. Now, as you know, there's been a lot of controversy over what happened that night and who is to blame for what happened that night. You have those who blame the army. You have those who say that the army is not at fault. And now you have the state government claiming that the casualties were from a stampede. And some people are saying, okay, well, this exonerates the army. But there's a question here. Who or what caused the stampede? We've seen footage of, of soldiers walking up to the protesters, shooting uh, uh, at the, the, the protesters. If you're watching our live stream, you're seeing that footage from that incident. Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. We're streaming live there. Just in case you've forgotten what that night was like, we're showing you a reminder. So we have that footage and um, we have the army testifying that they fired blank shots that night. But the question is, is it safe to assume that if there was a stampede, it was caused by the soldiers shooting at the crowd, whether they were shooting blanks or they were shooting live rounds. And if the shooting caused the stampede, is the army, which has admitted to shooting, responsible for the stampede? And speaking of stampedes, do you remember the stampede during that employment exercise by the Interior Ministry during the Jonathan administration? Do you remember that thing? Basically, the Interior Ministry invited thousands of applicants to the stadium and it led to a massive stampede and people died. And at that time, lots of Nigerians said that the Interior Ministry was responsible. In fact, they called for Abba Moro, the minister, to resign. Do the same standards apply here? Remember, of course, that those protesters at the toll gate had violated no laws. A curfew had been announced, but that curfew hadn't taken effect yet. So the question is, if the army's methods for dispersing a crowd of peaceful, unarmed civilians led to deaths and injuries, should the army be held responsible? And this is, of course, based on the assumption that Muriel Kuala's testimony is accurate. But let's start there. And then we can debate the accuracy of his testimony. 
if the head of services uh, testimony is that people uh, were injured from a stampede and from a machete, do you think the army should be held responsible for that? If his testimony is accurate, should the army be held responsible for the alleged stampede at the Lekki Toll Gate? Women, call me on 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. For men, for women, 01465-7190. And of course, you can share your thoughts with us via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080 959 5975805 and um of course, your comments are coming in via the live stream. And the live stream is Nigeria Info 99.3 on Facebook, Nigeria Info FM on YouTube. Let's hear your thoughts. Again, like I said, the um, head of service in Lagos, uh, Hakim Muriokonla, testified yesterday that government believes that most of the casualties on October 20th, 2020 were from a stampede. Oluato Singh is on the line. I wonder what he thinks. Welcome to the show, Oluato Singh. Thank you for calling us. Hello, Oluato Singh. Thanks for calling. How are you? I'm very I'm well. Calling. How are you? I'm a first caller. Good to have you here. Thank God I stayed through today. Mm. You are doing a wonderful job. But quickly, let me just respond to this. Mm-hmm. Initially, they said nobody died. Initially, they said when those small, small guys were saying that uh, they packed some corpses, they said, no, nobody died. Why are they now saying people died? Well, God will help us in this country. I know the truth will prefer one day. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, Olua Tosing for calling. 99.3, hello. Hi, Meg. Thank you for calling us. My name is Meg. Sandra, hi. I'm good. Welcome. Okay. Um, like the first caller said, mm. They came out to say nobody died. They came out later to say one person died. Now they are saying allegedly that there was a stampede. And if the presence of the army caused the stampede, then they should be held responsible. Hmm. That's it. If you have an event and there's a stampede from that event, the organizers of the event will be held responsible. In this case, the army came and caused confusion Hmm. at a peaceful gathering. So they should be held accountable and liable for the people who died. Hmm. You can't just come out and say, oh, uh, it was caused by a stampede. What triggered the stampede? Hmm. Is he scared of saying the army caused the stampede? Like the first caller said again, one day the truth in its totality will be told to Nigerians. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Meg, for calling 99.3. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Wesley. I'm calling from Lekki. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Okay, so at first nobody died and now people allegedly died. Mm. So the army caused stampede as we all assume. Who sent the army? It's not the same government. I mean, they're just lying and bringing one thing and the other just to cover up for something that is obviously a lie. People died. They were shot. So what's all of the drama treating people as if we don't even know the story, as if we're not there, as if we didn't see it happen? God help us in the country. 
Thank you for calling. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Hard Facts. We start the day with three of the biggest stories of the day. And our first story is about the events at the Lekki Toll Gate on October 20th last year. Um, the head of government, the head of service, Hakim Muriokola, testified and said that the government believes that most of the casualties on that night were from a stampede. They're claiming that the protesters trampled on each other while fleeing the toll gate. And he said at least one person from that night had injuries from a machete. Now, who or what caused that stampede? You saw footage of soldiers walking up to the protesters and shooting. The army testified that they fired blank shots that night. Is it safe to assume that if there was a stampede, it was caused by the soldiers shooting at the crowd, whether they were shooting blank or live rounds? And if the shooting caused the stampede, is the army which has admitted to shooting responsible for the stampede? 99.3. Hello. Hello, what's your name? Sandra, my name is Juwala. Juwala, welcome. Thank you for calling us. Go ahead. Thanks for having me. Um, what I'm about to say is just um, um, they don't just they have no reason to be seen nowadays because it was obvious. Can you turn your radio off and then go ahead? Okay. Yes, go ahead. I just done that. Hmm. Okay. Um, they have no reason to be giving excuses to be lying on national radio and to be, I mean, to be lying to all Nigerians because it was obvious. Firstly, the governor of the state, are you with me, Sandra? Yes, I'm with you, uh-huh. On the first day, right. the governor of the state said nobody died. Right. Secondly, so just said uh, they shot rubber bullet, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the final thing is that Soldiers were there, right? They were there. Mm-hmm. Thank God they admitted that soldiers were there. So, what is the cause of the stampede? Right. I think that sees it all. I, I don't want to waste time, Sandra. The truth is, someday, truth will surely prevail. Let's just keep calm. Now they are trying to uh, clamp the wing of everyone, like on social media, media houses, radio, TV. Someday, they will surely pay for this. The blood of the people shed at that gate will surely speak someday. Thank you, Sandra. Have a lovely uh, night. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you, sir? What's your name? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello? Oh, that's unfortunate. Call back, please. 99.3, hello. 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 Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Yeah. I agree with the with the man that say it is party and the and, and that's a cut last cut. Okay. Because after those army do their work, the police station the police also came that night with cutlass and gun shooting. Okay. I witnessed that. Okay. So I don't know why nobody is, is uh, talking about that. Even, even the mm. Wait, hold on, hold on. You said you witnessed it. Yes. What do you mean you witnessed it? I'm there. Okay. And you're saying that after the army came, police came? The police station came there, shooting again. Okay. With, with, uh, with, with uh, a cutlass. Okay. 
their CTO is the one that gives them the wearing white. If everybody is rolling up and down, they are shooting. But nobody is talking about that one. It's only the army that about. I don't know why. Ah. Okay then. So you're saying it's not just the army. We should also. So you're saying it's not just the army. Oh no! Please call back. Uh, what he's saying um, um, sort of um, corroborates what um, Premium Times reported. I remember Premium Times did an investigative report at the time, and they also um, carried this part of the story that that gentleman just called in to share. And he claims that he was a witness and he was there um, when it all went down. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Hard Facts on so 99.3 Nigeria Info. And our first story is the head of service, Hakim Murio Kuala, testifying that the government believes that most of the casualties on October 20th, 2020 were from a stampede. They're claiming that the protesters trampled on each other while fleeing the toll gate. And my question is, if this guy's testimony is accurate, if Mr. Murokuola's uh, testimony is accurate, if, if the head of services testimony is accurate, who should be held responsible for that stampede? Should it be the army who came and shot at peaceful protesters? Or, like the last caller says, the police who allegedly came afterwards, after the army had left? Nonya is in Lekki. Hello, Nonya. Hello, Sandra Alpha. I day. How are you day? Good afternoon. I did. Wow. We did. We did walk. All right. Hmm. I beg this matter. They just want to be remind us of what they want to be forget. Say anything. If they just say they march ourselves, I've been actually angry with the talk of it. Hmm. Say we march ourselves. No, it, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Remember, say during Jonathan time, people matched themselves too. Yes, Sandra. I did feel your conversation. Correct. I let me see my conversation because men make a they communicate. So this is the talk now. Eh? Listen to English. We know our votes need to count too. But we we'll put to them to say our votes need to count because we know that we are our votes need to count. Because Sharin they always say your vote is dancing. I just I just say they laugh my laugh. See the film say. Well, your vote no they counts because plenty of people know they go vote. If crowd there where they suppose vote, then see, fear go see, catch people we won't do magu magu and your vote go count. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Yeah, correct. Yeah, does it does it slow? They got the fear of bike. No, thank you for calling. Ninety nine point three. Hello, thank you for calling us. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Larry. Hi. Good to have you here. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, there are two sides to this coin. There, there wouldn't have been any stampede if uh, there was no commotion. So we blame the army for that. Then uh, there are a lot of things that are not really clear about how the official report that was that uh, somebody was not from Mexico, which was not clear whether he's from Mexico or not. Then again, now, and it was not really specifying if it was gunshot or the. Now, some feed is now coming up. And I watched the panel of the, what's called, when Muriel Kola was talking. He said victims, most of the victims were. Uh, from something or whatever. Okay. So when they say victims, it doesn't mean bodies. It doesn't mean dead bodies. It's only God that can just sort this whole thing. And besides, when you look at that video, if adventure the the body, I mean, if killed from military shooting and all that, hmm. I don't. I'm not saying there are no killing or whatever. Okay. But the way the army men were shooting. Hmm. If, the gun was really directed at the people there. Right. There would be a lot of blood on the floor. But there was. But there was. There was blood on the floor. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going no, to show you. I'm going no, to show. No, no. I'm going to stream a video. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to hold on now. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to show you footage right now. Um, I'm working on, and, and, and it's a good thing he mentions the BBC because the, the footage I'm going to show you is actually from the BBC. It's that documentary that they, that they did and released in January this year. So I'm going to play that footage for you and I'd like you to go on Facebook. I'll play some of it for you. And you'll see where they actually show you the floor of the toll gate. You'll see the parts of the floor where there are bullet holes in the ground. you see the parts of the floor where there's something that looks like blood. Now, of course, my last caller can argue that it's not blood, you know. But um, from what you're watching, you say, oh, perhaps this is blood. But I'll show you that footage after we come back from a commercial break. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Um, I'm also going to show you footage of um, a live stream from some of the theaters from the hospitals here in Lagos where they were doing surgery on some of the people who were brought in to the hospitals and they were removing the bullets from the BBC. I'm showing you the BBC documentary because the last caller mentioned the BBC. So we'll take a break. When we come back, let's watch that video, shall we? I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. 
You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I recommend you go to our live stream where I'm about to show you footage from the BBC documentary back in January 2021. I'm showing you that particular documentary because that's what the last caller referenced, right? He talked about the BBC young woman who was on scene and um, her report differed from what um, perhaps the CNN carried, right? Well, the BBC went back afterwards and they put together a comprehensive investigative documentary and um, here's some parts of that documentary it's seven minutes long but i've got um, very little time on the show so i'm just going to show you um, just three minutes of it starting from here this hospital alone treated nine gunshot victims that night live streaming operations the next morning there were casualties in emergency rooms across lagos but hospitals wouldn't allow the media access nor give interviews there has been a lot of violation of human rights and every doctor is scared Another thing is that in Nigeria, you don't really have job security. So if you speak up, you can lose your job. Do you have any evidence that there's been a cover-up, that people have been intimidated? Yes, yes. For example, that patient who had the bullet wound, the hospital is not releasing the bullet to him. Initially, he was told he would have the bullet after surgery. But later on, they've been saying the bullet is hospital property. And also, the hospital has not come out to say we treated victims. So, I feel there's a cover-up somewhere. My brother, his name is Wisdom Okun. He's 18 years old. He's just new in Lagos. He was just two weeks and when he got disappearing. He was seen last at the toll gate by my neighbor. I went to the hospitals, I saw a lot of people, youths that were injured, some were shot at the shoulder, some at the chest, some at the forehead, but I couldn't find my brother among them. I even went to mortuary, yes, I went there to see if his corpse would be there, but I was told that there is no unknown there. So I don't know if he is one of those that were killed. A judicial panel has now been set up to investigate what happened. Initially, the army said reports they opened fire were fake news. Then they said that they fired blanks in the air. Now, that story has changed again. This changing narrative has made many skeptical about whether anyone will be held responsible for the events of that night. What does justice look like to you? Justice would be getting everybody involved in the shooting. Justice would be them coming out to tell us who is accountable for it. Justice would be them coming out to tell us who planned this and why they even went ahead to come to shoot at their fellow brothers and their fellow sisters, their countrymen, live bullets, and kill them. 
What happened that night has cemented a lot of the dissatisfaction that many young Nigerians feel towards those that govern them. It's unclear what happens next for the NSARS movement, but many here believe an entire generation has been alienated. I hope you are watching live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. We'll keep showing that footage um, as we move on to our second story. Incidentally, we have more footage to show you with our second story, where Lai Mohammed says, even though the Twitter ban is affecting businesses, it is necessary for the good of the nation. That's our second story. Even though the Twitter ban is affecting businesses it is necessary for the good of the nation the information minister appeared before the house of reps yesterday to defend the twitter ban and i want to talk about two different points that he made first he addressed the questions about the legality of the ban and here's the defense that he gave 25 and 26 of african union on cyber security and personal data protection. Article 19.2 and 3 of the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights, ICCPR, and sections 1, 2, 3, and 4 of the Cyber Crimes Prohibition Act. This empowers the federal government of Nigeria to regulate and promote the security of the Nigerian cyberspace, including but not limited to the cyber environment and organization and users' assets. Organization and users' assets include connected computing devices, personnel, infrastructure, applications, services, telecommunication systems, and the totality, the totality of transmitted and or stored information within the Nigerian cyberspace environment, including social media such as Twitter, Facebook, etc. Applications, internet platforms, and cloud computing platforms. For the honorable members, the federal government of Nigeria is empowered to take all necessary measures, give all necessary orders, designating any computer system, network, or application as forming part of our national infrastructure, and take all necessary steps, including suspension of Twitter, or any other social media to protect Nigeria's critical infrastructure from a cyber threat or attack. Following from the above, honorable members, the federal government of Nigeria is also empowered to take all reasonable steps to defend its cyberspace where it perceives or finds that a cyber crime is threatened to be committed, has been committed or is being committed and through a cyberspace. For instance, where a seditious act has been committed against the federal government through the cyberspace, see section 512 of the criminal code. Now, having heard that, I um, contacted some lawyers to hear what they had to say. And here's a voice note from um, Israel Olaumi. He was on the show uh, some a few weeks ago. And uh, here's what he had to say. Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Yes, I have seen the video the Honorable Minister of Information said, uh, stated, outlined the laws that uh, the... 
Twitter ban order was made postponed to. I would like to state unequivocally that the interpretation of of the, those laws by the Honorable Minister was not the correct uh, version. Besides, he stated he started with two international treaties, namely the African Union's uh, Convention on Cybersecurity and Personal Data Protection, which was signed in Malabo, uh, Equatorial Guinea. And also he cited the International Convention on civil and political rights. You see, in Nigeria, you see the example of those two uh, laws I mentioned are international treaties. And in Nigeria, before an international treaty can be applicable or have any legal effect in Nigeria, it has to be domesticated in Nigeria. It has to be ratified in Nigeria. The National Assembly has to domesticate it, pursuant to Section 12 of the 1999 Constitution. So, any law or treaty made by any international body that even Nigeria is, you know, a, a part of, before it can have any effect, so to speak, in Nigeria, such law must be domesticated by the National Assembly of Nigeria. You know, if, in fact, the African Union Convention on Cybersecurity and Personal Data Protection, Article 35 of it says that the law, or the treaty rather, is subject to ratification by each member nation. So the question you ask yourself is that, have these treaties been ratified or domesticated in Nigeria? And the answer is a big no. So I don't understand the connection with uh, the Twitter ban, the instant Twitter ban, how come the Honorable uh, Minister of Information is relying on those treaties? It's a total, total no. Then, with respect to the Cyber uh, Crimes Prohibition Act that is cited, again, I would say again that it's a, 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 a wrongly interpreted those, uh, that uh, part of the law. Unlike the other two uh, laws that I cite, that he cite, that I relied on, that I, you know, asserted that they are treaties and have no legal effects in Nigeria. The Cyber Crimes Act is a is a local legislation and it's you know applicable and has legal effects in Nigeria. But here, the sections mentioned by the minister totally, totally inapplicable in this instance scenario. The by virtue of section three. The president, you know, on the recommendation of the National Security Advisor, you know, where he feels that a particular computer system or network is, you know, capable of destroying national uh, security or economic security or what have you, or, you know, adversely affect national information infrastructure, he can order, on the, on the recommendation of the National Security Advisor, order you know a blockage of these websites or this computer network the questions that now stem out of this is that how does the how does the deletion of an uh, insights uh, inciting uh, tweets by the president constitutes a, a an attack on national security economic security or national health or public health and the question you also ask again is that has there been any order published in any federal gazette 
that has that is required by section three of the uh, cyber crimes uh, prohibition act no these questions are no they, they, they are, these questions have not been answered by the federal government i even thought that the the the, the, the legislation the minister will uh, rely on is the ncc's Inter internet code of practice uh, legislation that empowers ncc to uh, instruct internet service providers to block access to certain offensive websites how does twitter become an offensive website because it deleted it a, 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 a tweet that is capable of constituting a violence so so I, I want to disagree with the Minister of Information on this ground. That's Israel Olaumi there, he's a lawyer and he's saying that the first treaty Lai Mohammed is citing has not been domesticated by the National Assembly and so is not a Nigerian law and he's also saying that if Lai Mohammed wants to cite the Cyber Security Act as a back-in, the government was supposed to follow the processes laid down in the Act, including a recommendation from the NSA and a publication in the Gazette. And none of these things were done. So having heard from Lai Mohammed and having heard from Israel Olawumi, do you believe that the information minister has given a proper legal basis for the Twitter ban? A proper legal basis. Now, moving on from the law, Lai Mohammed also addressed the complaint that this ban has negatively impacted Nigerian businesses. Here's what he said. We will not have the kind of uh, reaction we're having now. No time. But it has got to a stage after persistent, you know, appeal to Twitter. And we saw how policemen were being killed. How soldiers were being targeted. How can you say that and they were using Twitter? That's what Twitter says. You say enough is enough. Um, honestly, like I say, we have no, we have, we owe no responsibility to Twitter. It's not registered in Nigeria. It does not employ in Nigeria. It does not pay taxes in Nigeria. If Nigerians do make money through Twitter, unfortunately, Nigeria has to be a country force before they can make that money. And like I said, there are other platforms available to them. But hopefully, if we're able to resolve this matter quickly, they will, they will resume the use of Twitter. There's the question about what is NBC doing? What is NCC, NBC, and NBC? Let's leave it at that. Now, I want to know what you think about that. Because bear in mind, President Buhari has talked a lot about lifting Nigerians out of poverty. This week, he has launched another committee to lift 100 million Nigerians out of poverty. That's the second committee with that job, by the way. We've also heard the president talk about how poverty and lack of jobs and business opportunities are one of the reasons why we have insurgency and other forms of insecurity. So the question is, in light of the president's stated commitment to ending poverty, in light of his linking poverty to insecurity and in light of the vice president's mandate to improve Nigeria's ease of doing business ratings, is the information minister's comment about the effect on business in line with the administration's goals? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Talk to me, Lagos. Do you think these hearings... Um, uh, where Lai Mohammed made these comments about the effects of the Twitter ban on business um, were organized uh, properly. 
for the public to have their say. What do you think about Lai Mohammed's statement about the laws and the treaties that support the ban? And what do you think about what, in light of uh, uh, of uh, our lawyer, is Israel Olaumi had to say? What do you think about um, the laws he listed? And what do you think about what Israel had to say? Benjamin Zinikeja. Hello, Benjamin. How are you? Hello. Good afternoon, uh, uh, Sandra. Good afternoon. How is work today? Very well. Yeah, I, your programs are very lovely. Thank you. And uh, Sandra, first, these uh, are information minister. The way he speaks, and I listen to what uh, you, you recorded, you see, at times, it's like they are talking to their family. Either they are talking to their wife or their children. I don't understand. The way they address is talking to us. It's like he's talking to his family. He's not talking to Nigerians. Okay. That is for Lai Mohammed. And secondly, for the president. We've been part of the issue of uh, boosting agriculture, boosting employment for how many years now? Six years now. And we are getting to how many years? Getting to seven years now. Down the line. I want to, uh, my final say mm. on this issue is that there is nothing that man will do for us. And this is this is the banter we've been to till the end of the tenor of this month. Nothing. Like I said, read my lips, nothing will the president do for us till we leave this tenor because it has been promises and that is how it's going to end up. And that is how they are going to do. People who have been stealing our money, that is how they will do and everybody will pay with Thank you. Thank you, Benjamin, for calling. Favoured Sam says the spokesperson for Lagos State Government uh, was not correct. We are not fools. Posterity will never forgive these heartless individuals who call themselves leaders. We've got uh, Abdul Rafi Alaba Alakwe who says the youth, uh, which I fall into the category, should be blamed for what happened at Lekki Toll a few months back. However, the youth should have mellowed down when the government intervened. dismantled SARS body with immediate effect. Assuming the youth went back home, that intervention of army would not have been there. May the source of the departed rest in peace. Alaba Alabe from Sabo in Ojo says. Mm. We've got Joshua in Ijegun. Hello, Joshua. Yes, it's Joshua. Uh, talk about Lai Mohammed. Mm. Um, talk about what he can said. He, Don't talk um, about Lai Mohammed. Yes, uh, I think let me be charged for slander because I think it's only concluding that Twitter actually caused your violence. It's like it's already slandering them, it's already without evidence and nothing. Like they like they charging them to court and like you have put them in court and just judge them that you don't have caused the, the killing. Can he be charged for slander? I just want to ask. I don't know. You can try at the court. You can try to sue him. Uh, but apart court. from that, hmm. then this people <laughs> talk about the answers. I had a friend who, who lost his younger brother. Oh, I'm sorry. So painful. And it was so painful. He's not his younger man. Somebody is still telling me that yeah, nobody nobody died. They are just moving some north of an island in circles. I'm going to your, maybe your future story. Talk about the leaking roofs. Mm-hmm. The leaking roofs in mm-hmm. the assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why these people they have become so corrupt. They say that they don't even care for themselves. This greed is not too much. They don't even care for their own for their own self. They don't even want to. If, if they cannot fight for their own roof, how would they fight for the rights of Nigerians in the house they are, they are staying? Hmm. They can't even fight for something that is right for them. Okay, the roof of your house is leaking. You can't even do it. How will you step on that man's roof? How will you do, uh, repair on that man's roof when you cannot repair your own roof? Hmm. Very deep. Because I don't see how these people will fight for that. I don't see why these people don't even fight for that. Because they cannot fight for their own right also. So it's, it's period. 
Joshua, thank you for, for calling with some very Peter Duchy-esque wisdom. <laughs> and uh, it brings me to our final story, and then you can talk about all the stories. Ahmed Lawan says, the leaky roof proves that the National Assembly complex needs renovation. You've seen the pictures by now. It's on our Facebook uh, page. Yesterday, after some rain, the National Assembly roof started leaking. And when the pictures came out on TV and on social media, Media, lots of Nigerians mocked the National Assembly. A lot of people were asking how far that 37 billion naira now that you people budgeted for renovating this complex. And Senate President responded, Ahmed Lawan, and he says, first of all, National Assembly itself is not in charge of renovation. FCTA are the people that are in charge. But he also said that the roof is proof that the National Assembly needs more money not less. He said, quote, The fact that there was a leakage to me is a clear testimony, confirmation and vindication of the position of the National Assembly uh, initially. Everyone knows that this place is overdue for rehabilitation. Lagos, there's a lot to unpack here. There's so much to unpack. Clearly, if the roof is leaking, the place needs renovation. But there's that question of cost. Should the renovation of the National Assembly complex cost 37 billion naira? And then there's the question of transparency. That money has already been approved. It's already been budgeted for. Before last year, there had been previous budgetary approvals for maintaining and renovating the complex. So the question is, how come in spite of all of that money, we still have a leaking roof at the complex and other types of disrepair? That also leads to the question of trust. Do you, as a Nigerian, trust that any money budgeted to fixing this leaking roof or renovating the National Assembly complex in general will actually be directed there? Or will it end up in some pockets somewhere? Women, call me on 01465-7190. Women, 01465-90. Uh, men call me on 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp, 080-959-75805. And we're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. We've got Chima in Ayobo on the line. Chima, how are you? I'm fine. Good evening. Sir. Good evening. Th thank you for calling. Yeah, you're doing a very good job. Thank you. Um, so, um, on the issue of the lucky um, um, Lies upon lies. Mm. I know it, it, it's still unfortunate that some people still believe that everything happened there that day was 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 staged. About people dying was a lie. As in, I still find it very surprising. Some people still like still want to you know continue dwelling in that lie. And on the issue of them, um, 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 the, the um, national assembly leaking. You know, I was talking to someone this morning, and I said, see, that that. Um, leaking, whatever. But I don't trust you to. I feel the state, and we should not be surprised when they come out and tell us, like, okay, you see, oh, that's also billions that want to. Um, we budgeted for this um, um, renovation. Mm. That um, now you can now justify that see, oh, this is now leaking. And when I had you see, I was like, ah, that and I said, now look at now, they, they are now saying, I don't trust this politician. Whenever they say good morning, you know, even if it is morning, then uh, it's either I'm not in Nigeria, I'm somewhere else. I don't trust them. Mm. Whatever this is, is a lie. Okay. The, 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 you know, budgeting how much for, for, for leaking roof, how mm. much do they use 
Thank you very much. We've got uh, Kairi Samuel who says 37 billion to repair. Uh, hmm. All right. We've got uh, Ayaba who's telling me to be careful. We've got uh, Professor Robert who says, Madam Sandra, I'm not smiling at all. Oh, these guys will forever be a mile away in thinking from the masses. Before now, the nation, the masses criticized the National Assembly for budgeting billions of Naira's for, Naira for repairs. Now that someone has gone to break the roof, you guys are laughing at them. Now they can spend the billions for the repairs. Who is now the winner? Professor, thank you for your message. Sandra, the position stated by your legal practitioner, Israel Olawumi, at interpreting the entire position of the minister, hence the government, is simply legal rigma rolling. Our government has the right to take any action to protect our corporate existence. However painful, what must be done by all means necessary must be done. Duncan from Ijegun says, Duncan, thank you very much for your message. Sandra, it's a shame that our politicians do not know what honor and integrity is all about. If the president had any of the above, he ought to have resigned to save himself the ridicule he would face when he leaves office. I support the continuation of the Twitter ban. Alaba says, well, Alaba, we've already taken your message, I think. But you say, okay, yes. However, until the platform management sees Nigeria as a sovereign state that can take any decision on, on its own, people are getting it wrong. Not because Twitter deleted Mr. President's tweet. That's why it was banned. I think it's not true. But we can see how some people have used Twitter platform to put the country nigeria into a mess so government and the twitter body should enter agreements if there's any law at all alaba thank you for your message The effort is to silence dissenting voices. We'll come back to that message after this break, Lagos. Don't go away. More news and information coming up. We'll be back in a moment. It's a roundtable here, special mm. broadcast on Nigeria Info. We've got the entire team here. Oh my God, the year of first. That's what 2020 has been. It's the, it's the year of first. You're doing empowerment for youth. You give them bikes, you give them marijuana, and then years after, you tell them not to use them. I feel like there's a huge disconnect between the government. It's the Nigeria Info Roundtable. And the actual consequence of poverty in Nigeria. These are debts that can be avoidable if we just do the right thing. All your favorite Nigeria Info presenters on air at the same time. And the third person was an entrepreneur. We missed the second person. They all... Huh? We missed the, the second person. The first person, Sherry, I can send it to you on WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all the biggest stories from the first half of 2021. Analyzed by the biggest voices on radio. I am Sherry Quadri, Lagos, Nigeria. My name is Wemimo Adewunis. You're hanging out with the tech is still. Yeah. My name's Joyce Onyemowo. I am Sandra Ezekwesemi. Wait. 28th of June, Monday. Time, 9 a.m. Only on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. You are listening to your number one station for talk. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. 
Babatunde Fasner here on WhatsApp says, Sandra, you want the truth from me? What happened on that night will be unraveled when APC leaves power. We detest truth in Nigeria. We cherish lies. We institutionalize lies. We live in self-denial on all fronts. It's pathetic. Uh, the effort is to silence any dissenting voices. The idea is a cake, undemocratic, and should be discarded uh, forthrightly. FG went for CNN, now on Twitter. They've successfully gauged the local media... Gagged, I mean, I think you mean to write. Gagged the local media without doubt. Media are in fear to air some views or material. I was shocked that FG through her agency will order a radio station not to invite some personalities to live programs anymore. We're sliding seriously into democratic dictatorship. Thank you for your message. Uh, Chika says, Sandra, why do you... Uh, carefully keep referring to this Twitter saga as a ban rather than a suspension. Okay. Um, This is a message from Chica. Chica, isn't it a ban? What's your problem? We've got Adeshino who says, on NSARS, the army and police worked as the cracking down tool for the government. Hence, they were the cause. Sandra, all these shenanigans are why people don't trust the police and the government anymore. The army should be really careful of losing its trust, like the police and the government. Leaky parliament roof is more than enough point to question our government spending habits. Was $37 billion not uh, said to have been spent on renovation? for that building recently all right we've got more messages let's take a look at some of them Mm. the so-called government today cannot mm, help us out of this mess they have failed and it's impossible for anything good to come out Uh, let the lagos state government know that the video will continue to exist until a government that will probe the incident will come to power and they'll be punished accordingly that last caller might be working for the government so he has the right to come on air and lie to the public Uh, christopher sent that message on whatsapp christopher thank you very much for your message Uh, so there are people who still believe that nobody died during nsars very funny they must still be in dreamland even the military has now confirmed that people died sean from Festac. Well, has the military confirmed? I, I didn't see that. Um, I have not seen that statement. Point me to that statement. Thank you very much. We've got uh, more people who are sending us messages, but I'm going to come to the phone lines and take two final calls. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, good evening, Sandra. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Yeah, my name is Prince Colin from Aja. Good to have you on the show, Prince. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, first of all, Mr. Lai Mohammed, Honorable Lai Mohammed. Don't attack his person. Attack his points, not his person. His points. Yeah, no, no, his points. Okay. Points. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think I am not surprised mm-hmm. because you have a way of you know finding a loophole to cover whatever they put out there. Okay. Okay. So, much they know that they've gone contrary to the rule of law, 